0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of After Dark with Rob and Andrew. I don't know about you guys, but I love hearing that intro jingle that comes in. Dun, 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 We're opening up the show. Uh, Andrew and I picked that some years ago when we first uh, started on America Outlawed platform where you can get all the latest conservative news, updates, analysis, commentary. I would definitely encourage you to go there. But as we were coming on, I was just thinking about the little jingle, gives you a little pep to your step, especially at night when you're about to settle down and you have that last boost of energy and you hear our jingle coming on. I hope you guys enjoy it also, because uh, I certainly am enjoying it. Uh, Tonight, my special guest host is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. Heather, how are you tonight?
1: I'm fine, Rob. How are you?
0: Good, good. Have you ever stopped to listen to our intro jingle when we're coming on?
1: Oh, yeah. What do you think about it? (laughs) I think it's uplifting and and full of life and vigor just like you.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I remember when we were trying to decide what to go with, we had like a huge selection. And for some reason, that just stood out in my head. And interestingly enough, a couple of summers ago, I think it was Six Flags used it as one of their commercial intros. And when I heard oh. it, I thought, wait a minute, I've heard that before somewhere. I'm like, wait, that's our opening jingle to our show at night. So <laughs> I was listening to it yeah. as we we're getting ready to come on. And I thought, wow. But anyway, uh, going back to our uh, the show and what we're going to discuss tonight, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of news uh, taking place. A lot of stuff has been transpiring. Definitely the entire war in the Middle East with Hamas, that Hamas started First of all, I want to get that out of the way. The terrorist group Hamas inflicted the pain on Israel back October 7th. And some month later, it's still going on. And we're hearing all these horrid stories as they're releasing some of the hostages. And I think one of the latest things we're hearing is that Israel has now started pumping salt water into the tunnels trying to flush out this radical group seems to be uh, next to impossible that they're embedded in all these tunnels and with the intent of destroying Israel and they don't have peace in mind so all of you who are saying oh they want peace they don't want peace they want to eliminate Israel completely plain and simple out of everything that Israel has done and giving them the Gaza strip and trying to step back and actually letting Muslims into the Kinset you know, and to their government. And this is what they get in return. These radical terrorists trying to just completely annihilate Jews. We saw this in Nazi Germany, and we're seeing it again today. And what's so different today is that now you have people in America and other countries that are openly, showing their anti-Semitism, that are openly showing their hate, that are openly, Heather, showing their racist, bigoted ways.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And this all started with the George Floyd incident. Well, I, I take that back. It didn't start then. It was actually an undercurrent that was always there. But the George Floyd incident allowed this to accelerate The hate. Trayvon Martin. And the media has been playing fast and loose with the truth for quite some time. And now we are where we are today. With this hate for a group of people for no other reason that they happen to be Jews. Now, some will argue, well, but they're bad Jews and they're Jews here. You got bad people in every group. There's no excuse to go in and try and eliminate a group of people because if we were to take the word jewish out and put in substituted for black then everyone would be out in the streets protesting saying oh this is not right this is not fair what are you doing but yet and still that's what we have here today so our topic tonight we want to start off with the hate against jews and jewish lives matter just like every other life matter when they had that whole thing of Black Lives Matter. It was a complete fabrication because we all know that Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. But if you were to say that, the left would come after you viciously. What do you mean? You're racist. But now, fast forward, we see a group of people that they're targeting and they're trying to eliminate them. And no one wants to stand up, no one wants to say anything about it. You look at our college campuses that are supposed to be so elite and full of all this intelligence and free speech. And you have one of the presidents of one of the top Ivy League schools who shouldn't be there, who is a diversity hire. And we're gonna, I'm going to talk about that in one of our other shows. Uh, gay, I can't think of her first name, but her last name is Gay, a black woman, diversity hire. We now see that she got that position just because she's a black woman, she's black, and she's a woman. Because other than that, her qualifications would not fit that job description. She's plagiarized, we found out, but Harvard is going to forego that and look the other way. So why is she there other than being representing well, the great diversity higher?
1: Yeah, and, Biden and I would relate to plagiarism, I guess. Okay, yeah, oh,
0: absolutely, concerned. Biden can relate to it because he's plagiarized all his life. But one more point that I want to make, and I want you all to hear me, that there are other qualified Black women who could be in that position that she's in. And while you have the head of the NAACP saying that they're attacking her because she's a woman, well, look at what happened to the president of, was it Penn State, Penn University? She stepped Mm -hmm. down. She was fired because of her response on Congress, on the Hill. So why are we going to save this woman here at Harvard? There are other qualified women that could be in that position other than her. She's plagiarized. She could not call out anti-Semitism. So what would she do if they were attacking blacks? Would she have us all marching? There are better people that could take that position than her. But because she's a blackface, because she's a woman, they want to keep her there. I don't stand with her. I think that she should be fired. I think that she should tender her resignation immediately because this is an embarrassment to all blacks. To make it seem as if, though. We need a handout that we're not good enough. We don't fit the bill. So you got to let us slide in. And that's all diversity and equity is and inclusion. We're going to let them slide in. We got to lower the standards. When we know that there are people that more than fit the bill, but because she checks all the boxes, she's liberal. Oh, let her stay there. Heather it's disgusting. How are you tonight?
1: I'm fine, Rob. Thank you. I mean, I I think that these university presidents. Honestly, I you know, this may surprise you to hear. I do think there's a a legal argument uh, to be made in terms of what they said, but I think that free speech on campus was done away with a long time ago. That ship has sailed. It's been determined right or wrong that this feelings of safety and security of students on campus has primacy over true uh, extreme upholding of the principle of, of the First Amendment. So I think that um, these women, I think their main real real error and sin is hypocrisy. I, I you know I think that maybe what they said might have been defensible. Essentially, what I interpreted them to be saying is that you know the, the principle is almost absolute that you can say and believe what you want as long as you're not targeting, threatening, intimidating people. And I think that's actually pretty consistent with the First Amendment. The, but I don't think I know that campuses have not upheld that standard. In fact, they've gone so far to restrict free speech that even speakers, as we both know, who are not in any way threatening uh, or are not, whose views are not racist, you know, who are simply conservatives, somebody like Ben Shapiro or something, and, you know, we're, was not welcome on many of these campuses. And certainly, you know, hardcore uh, white supremacist people would never be allowed. And so if you're not going to allow that, you really can't allow people who are openly championing a, a, a violent terrorist organization to be Massing and gathering in a mob, you know, and so I think that um you know the, essentially what happened there is that these women were held to their own standards, the standards that the Ivy League and these many other schools have determined that that students need to feel safe, and I'll tell you what I mean, I've been um you know kind of uh, torn on that issue because i you know even though I'm a first amendment champion. I'm a journalist like you, Rob. I, you know, I do think there's a case to be made. I mean, these these students' parents, and in some cases, these students themselves are paying hefty sums of money to study somewhere. And of course, yes, be exposed to a range of views. But I think, you know, you could make a reasonable argument that you should have an environment that's conducive to focus and concentration and feeling secure. You know, you're not Paying to go to the center of a mob and be shouted down and harassed. I mean, that's not what you're paying to do when you go to a college or university. It's one thing to be challenged intellectually, but I think you can make a valid argument that if you're feeling intimidated, kind of like, you know, when you go to work, you know, now we know there's such a thing as a hostile work environment, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean you're a weak person. You know, I mean, being unable to work alongside someone who holds different views, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's asking too much. We all have to deal with other people in the world who hold different views. But if somebody is being harassing toward you, even if you're an adult, right, in a workplace, you, you know, the law says you shouldn't have to put up with that. So that's the standard now on campuses. And that at times is at odds with an absolute kind of interpretation of you know, the first amendment. So they, they have, you know, created the standard and I think they need to apply it equally. You can't say, you know, Oh, you know, we want to make sure our black students feel safe and secure here and not ganged up on or threatened. But if Jewish students feel that way, well, they've just got to lump it because of the first amendment. You know what I mean? The same protections need to apply to all minorities. And I would say to all students so now we have a different standard, and I think we need to be consistent. You know,
0: without a doubt, I mean, the, we need to be consistent. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that's what we've been have not been consistent because, as uh, Congressman Stefanik had said to these women, if I were to replace the word with blacks, how would this be received and perceived? And they didn't have a valid answer. And we spoke about this last week on our show. And I think that they were hiding behind these legal lees that attorneys had prepared for them. But I would submit to you all that what is her name, Claudine Gay, should should step down. And then this whole show of lighting the menorah on Harvard is, if though, to say, you see, I'm down with the cause. To me, that's a slap in the face. She was being hypocritical and she should have never no. done it at all she sh- i don't i don't find i personally don't think she was sincere i think she was caught out there and you have all these people supporting her saying that oh we want her to stay they they've been deceived and you have some jewish people that are being deceived that are saying that she should stay and i would say that well, they are akin to i would say that they are akin to blacks who stand behind Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and will support them to the very end because they're being deceived. They don't see that these two men, maybe at one point Jesse Jackson was prominent and he had a place, but now he's fallen by the wayside. I don't think that Al Sharpton ever walked the straight and narrow. I think he was always trying to uh, shake people down for money but he has a huge supporting in the black community. They have been deceived by him. He knows that he's deceiving them. He knows that he's only in it for the money. He knows that a lot of things that he's saying does not mount to anything, but yet still he will say it in order to keep his little credibility within that community. But in the end, he's causing more harm than good. And I would say that a lot of those Jewish individuals like the Bernie Sanders, like Chuck Schumer, or are typically calling this out, they're causing, they're doing more harm than good, Heather.
1: Well, for sure, Bernie Sanders, you know, shame on him. I mean, really, I'm very skeptical of anybody who purports to have humanitarian concern and has nothing to say about the deliberate cruelty visited on thousands of Israelis, the rapes, the maiming, the mutilation, the abductions. I mean, I understand having empathy for Palestinian children and all of that. And I I have it myself because I am a humanitarian. I recognize what Israel is having to do. Uh, I hope they're doing the best they can um, to try to minimize civilian casualties. I believe they are. I recognize that Hamas provoked this, you know, forced Israel into this horrible position, intentionally uses these children. Um, I know the truth of what's going on and why it's happening. So I don't let my my vision and my morals be clouded by my compassion. But I do have compassion for the children, you know. Um, And so, I mean, I just I can't understand how anyone can look at this situation and not also have compassion for the Israeli children, people, all of them, you know. Attacked, maimed, targeted, you know. So that just to me shows me how fake these supposed humanitarians are and how anti Semitic they are. Because even if their concern was authentic for Palestinians, they would have also concern for the Israelis, for the horrible, extreme, grotesque violations of human rights we saw deliberately done on a mass scale. So I think a lot of these people are just fakes. They just, you know, they're partisans. They're anti-Semitic. And sadly, Bernie Sanders is one of them because I haven't, I, you know, I don't think he's had anything to say about the horrors done
0: to our Jewish people. And he doesn't. And many of the, many of the others don't either. They they portray to be these people of virtue, these people that are upright and upstanding. But at the end of the day, they're not. And as I said, they're causing more harm than good and yeah, you see enablers. this and they're right, enablers they're, enablers. they're, they're enablers. enablers they won't call it out right they won't call this it out
1: in this sick dream of destroying israel which right. you know i just want to say here robin I, I think i may want to write something about
0: this well, well and, and have to hold that thought because we're coming up on a commercial break and i want you okay. to be able to elaborate on that in detail you're listening to after dark with robin andrew on the America Out Loud platform. And my special guest host tonight is Heather Robinson and our topic, the hate for Jews, Jewish lives matter. We'll be back after this commercial break.
2: Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health. Cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Cofix Rx Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend.
0: So when we went to break, Heather, we were talking about those individuals who enable these radicals to do what they're doing and won't call them out, and I look at the professor, the college presidents, who went before the Hill last week and testified, and then I look around us at so many other people. You look at some of the congressmen, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, uh, who are coming out and attacking Israel, as if though israel has done something and you hear them say they should stop cease fire even the biden administration biden came out and said that he thinks that the that uh, the prime minister is his attacks are wearing thin on the global community and pretty soon they're going to want to say stop what you're doing well stop for what why is not anyone telling hamas to stop Why isn't anyone saying that people are getting tired of these radicals if they don't get what they want? They start leashing all this terrorist activity. Why isn't anyone calling this out? You see, that's the thing I'm not understanding. There's so much hate for the Jewish people. Yeah. And no one wants to call out what Hamas is doing. If you dare say that we don't like these Muslims, oh, you're just lumping them all in the same bucket. But that's what you're doing to the Jewish community. And no, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. But that's what's happening now to the Jewish community. They're Mm -hmm. trying to lump them all. Well, you know, there's a bad, no, no. There are a lot of liberal Jews who who support Biden and who will stay with the Democrat Party. And as I've said on many other shows, they're signing their death warrant, just like so many blacks who consistently support Democrats in every election. They're signing their death warrants because you look at Chicago, you look at Detroit, you look at New Orleans, you look at a lot of our major liberal cities whereby they've promised black people all these promises and we're gonna get we're gonna make certain that you're protected and they're not. And every weekend, black on black crime is consistent. When Giuliani took over New York City, he cleaned it up, and black people were forever grateful. Now, the media kept saying, oh, black people don't like Giuliani because he's racist, but he went into their communities and rooted out the crime. You can walk the streets of Brooklyn. You can walk the streets of the Bronx. Brooklyn became a high-end area that people wanted to live, and that's thanks to a Republican. We now have a Democrat. We had a Democrat before Eric Adams, and New York has become a dangerous place in some areas. You look at New Orleans. You have a black mayor, woman mayor, LaToya. I can't think of her last name right now. She's made New Orleans a death pimp. You look at Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, Muriel Browser. She hasn't cleaned it up. Has one of the highest murder rates in the world. And the list goes on and on and on. But black people keep voting for them as if they're, they're the savior. They're going to uplift us, but they're not. And I see the same thing for Jewish, these liberal Jews who don't practice their faith. They use it as a like, oh, sometimes and sometimes not. George Soros is Jewish. And look at what he's doing. We found out, as quiet as it's kept, he's been donating to an organization that supports Hamas. Why don't we have more stories on that? Why hasn't his citizenship been revoked? Why hasn't he been sent back to his country? He clearly doesn't like America. He clearly does not like freedom. He clearly does not like the Jewish community. So why is he still here taking up space? He should be kicked out, his his, his passport revoked. He's dangerous as are so many other Jewish liberal individuals who are sitting back um, saying, oh, well, this is okay. It's not okay. You're signing your death warrant. There is a hate for the Jewish community, the same way there is a hate in the black community for blacks who constantly support Al Sharpton, who constantly were out supporting Black Lives Matter. And what did Black Lives Matter do to them? They got all of their money, and they did not clean up the communities. But yet and still, they want to say Black Lives Matter. This is extremely dangerous, and these are the enablers, Heather.
1: I know. I just want to say, though, Rob, that we have to keep in mind that it isn't all Jewish people. A lot of Jewish people like myself do not support this hard left agenda, just like there are plenty of black people, I'm sure, who don't actively support BLM and who didn't. Uh, I know it's very frustrating, but... One thing that I've I've observed is that even on our side of the political aisle, there is some anti-Semitism flaring up, and they tend to, you know, blame the Jewish left for uh, a lot of things. But the thing is, most leftists are not Jewish in this country, and yeah, there are, there are plenty of Jews who are leftists. There, there are a lot more of us who are somewhere in the middle. And I just, I, you know, I don't want to get overboard in terms of, you know, I think, I know you're not, but I think that sometimes, unfortunately, the extremes, I mean, we know that anti Semitism is bad on the left. And I, I'll tell you what, I've been disappointed to see some of it flaring up on the extreme right as well. And I've always thought that's an exaggeration, the anti Semitism of the right in this country. But I think in the wake of October 7th, I'm seeing some of these things disproportionately blaming Jewish people for this horrible leftist policy, which, you know, I'm not saying there aren't plenty of Jews who are leftists, but most the majority of leftists, you know, whether it's Antifa, whether it's uh, the squad, whether it's all these idiot kids, I mean, you know, screaming and running the streets, most of them are not Jewish people. And, um, you know, so I want to I want to say that I, you know, I want often. Wait, wait, wait,
0: let me just let me add to it. I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And, and to be clear, again, as I said, with blacks, there are some blacks who will support Black Lives Matter, who will support Al Sharpton to the very end, to their detriment. I'm not saying I am not indicting all blacks. I'm not indicting all blacks who are Democrats. But there's a certain segment of the population who will support these groups to the end, and they're the ones who have the megaphones. They're the ones who are out talking. They're the ones who the media will put a mic in front of them and say, well, you see, they they agree with, they agree with Al Sharpton, and there's nothing wrong with Al Sharpton, and they this and they that. It's the same way you have within the Jewish community, as I mentioned George Soros, as I mentioned Bernie Sanders, who will not call out wrong. They are dangerous. They are the enablers because they will get the microphone and they will say, yeah, what's happening there, it is wrong. And, you know, uh, Hamas and they're just the resistance, as there was an article written on PBS who said that uh, I think it was George Washington University, the medical school, had a symposium and they referred to Hamas as being the resistance And even our own media was saying that they are the resistance. No, it's a terrorist group. Someone else said that, well, no, it's a government body. No, it's a terrorist group that took over the government in Palestine. They took over the election. And that's how they were able to gain power. So to try to rewrite history and to say, no, they're the resistance, it's wrong. Because they're killing innocent people. Not only are they trying to kill the Jewish people there, they're killing their own. And that is a reason why... Countries like Egypt, Syria, Saudi Arabia, and Iran will not open up their borders to allow them to come in because they are afraid of who they will get. So you have these other enablers who are saying, let them come here, and it's dangerous. Go ahead, Heather.
1: Well, I think it's not just that, Rob. They also, I think, benefit. They believe they benefit from having the Palestinians in, in this eternal limbo welfare rage state the other arab states including the ones who are more belligerent themselves but don't want to actively fight israel because they keep losing i think my opinion is that the palestinians are like the poor relatives who serve as the agitators so that some of these other regimes don't have to or not that any of them has to they keep choosing to but they it's like many of the others hate israel too or you know some of them do and so it's like the palestinians can be the cannon fodder they can you know keep it all going and if they if if the other countries like egypt or syria took these people in then you know it would like take care of the crisis it would be a step toward normalcy in the region, maybe, you know, or maybe, you know, like any but people, of course, at this point, they're so radicalized. I think you're probably right that they just make trouble everywhere. But in theory, if they had been admitted to these other countries and assimilated, that would have been like every other people in history who's borders have changed, when wars have displaced them, they would have adapted, basically. But they, you know, by refusing them entry, the other Arabs have essentially confined them to this, this region where they're discontented and they're restive and they're radicalized and they're a continuous source of aggravation and terror and misery to themselves and to Israel and you know they're because of all these these foolish enablers in across the world who just excuse everything the Palestinians do. They twist into saying it's really Israel's fault. So whenever there's terrorism, there's war, there's this knee-jerk reflexive blaming of Israel. And so essentially, the Palestinians are doing the job of continuously tormenting and making war against Israel. So it's like, it's a way of keeping the war against Israel going. So I think that's the other reason that other countries in the region don't want to let them in. Um, But I was thinking today a little bit about it all and just about the principle, you know, that in life you really can't succeed by trying to tear someone else down. You know, you can't you can't lift yourself up by putting down another people. You can't whether you're talking about personal life, the life of nations, if your dream is to destroy somebody else, it's not, not an affirmative dream for you. It's not about what you can do, how you can work, how you can improve your life, what you wanna build, what you wanna strengthen. It's about obsessing over taking away something someone else has, and you're not using that envy to motivate yourself to do something positive. You're just stuck trying to take away someone else's success, take away someone else's life. Talk about the reason you're not successful is because of somebody else did you wrong. Whoever you are, that's never going to work to succeed, you know? So, I really think, on like even a spiritual level, the Palestinians have to give up this dream of destroying Israel. They have to give it up. They're not ready to, they refuse to. It's the centerpiece of their existence. But you see, for the past 75 years, all it's brought them is death, destruction, and misery. And they're not going to get what they want it's an impossible dream it's a wicked dream and it's a it's a destructive and self-destructive dream and the people who are egging this on who are excusing the palestinians for everything they do twisting it back around immediately saying it's all israel's fault no matter how heinous the terrorism and the attacks and relentless no matter how many opportunities they're offered of a way out a state of their own how many things they reject it's never never their fault i'm talking about the susan sarandon's and the squad and george soros and the dumb kids on college campuses all these people who march and scream free palestine and don't even know what the river and the sea are but it's like they're giving them money moral support egging them on in a fight that they're not, that they haven't won. They've tried again and again for 75 years. They're always defeated. They're always getting killed. They're always getting crushed. And it's pathetic. And these cheerleaders, instead of trying to help them get a better dream and finally realize that this dream is wrong, and it's also just on a practical level, it's not going to happen. Israel's the stronger party. It's like, it's like telling a misguided little kid to keep getting in fights with someone stronger. If you care about the kid, you're not going to keep telling them to do that because they're going to get killed. You know, you're going to say, Here, kid, let's find a better goal. Let me help you go to school. Let me help you build something of your own and not just get beaten up every day. Okay. These enablers are actually doing a lot of damage to the Palestinians themselves. So I really, I, you know, I've been thinking about that. And I, you know, I've been writing, wanting to write about that because I think that these people who, you know, listen, I mean, I, I don't like, I mean, I don't want to see anybody get killed, especially innocent people. I mean, they can, I'm happy enough to see Hamas get killed. But n- nobody on the Israeli side wants to kill children. Okay, that's not the goal. That's not something that's something that is being done. If it's being done by accident with a heavy heart, because Hamas has made this impossible. And you ask why? Why do people not say we're sick of the terrorism? We're sick of Hamas. We're sick of these people grabbing people and terrorizing the world if they don't get what they want. I think it's I don't know why the world doesn't finally say that to them. I don't know why. I think it's, you know, like I'm saying, it's not. It's a disservice to them also. I mean, all the billions of dollars and the moral support that's been poured on these people, and all it's done is reinforce this impossible dream of theirs to destroy another nation. So these people are not helping the Palestinians. They're enablers. It's like, you know, giving a drug addict more money for drugs. And it's, you know, they're only hurting them and they need to stop. And it, I guess I mean I could we can try to explain it to them. They don't want to hear it. I think they're worse than the Palestinian. I mean I maybe the radicals are worse, but most of the Palestinian people I don't hate. Like I hate Susan Sarandon at this point. I mean I think these these meddlers in the west, these arrogant people who by the in their noses to this. I mean who who aren't smarter enough to see that after 75 years of this even if you believe and i i don't agree i do not concede that israel took anybody's land if you study the history you realize it's it's much more complicated than that not to mention plenty of jews were hung in public squares and forced out of their homes and everything they had taken jews from syria yemen iraq morocco you know more of them were displaced than Palestinians when israel modern israel was was it was incepted as a state. But you know even if you if you believe that some wrong was done to the Palestinians on a practical level, how can you you know Israel's not going to be dismantled as a country? It's just not happening. I mean, it's like saying,, uh, you know, and i don't I reject the comparison because what was done to the Native Americans was much, much different in kind and it was a truly far worse injustice but you know at this point if native americans were running around decapitating babies raping women and dragging them back to the reservation in the name of some justice or if black people started doing this i mean you wouldn't nobody none of these leftists i mean they couldn't agree with it it doesn't make it's not going to rectify. Anything, you know, decapitating children and taking you know civilians hostage and raping people is not a fight for justice and freedom. It's not you know marching for your rights in a dignified manner like Martin Luther King. It's criminality, and even if you believe something was wrong, it's the most base, low-level, vicious barbarism, cruelty, and crime. It's not gonna rectify anything, it's not justice. So I agree with you it just needs to be called out i mean these people need to be told these these meddlers that they're enablers they're enabling terrorism and cruelty and they're making a mockery of people who really strove for justice in this world and they're not going to help the palestinians have they helped them are these people better off than they were 10 20 70 years ago with all the billions of dollars and all the dummies marching in capitals across the world, have the dummies improved anything? No. For the Palestinians, for their precious, you know, favorites, the Palestinians are worse off than ever. So even on a practical level, how do these foolish Western enablers think that they're helping these people?
0: They're not helping them at all. They need
1: to help them find a new dream.
0: I agree. And, we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break, of the last half, and then we're going to I want to present to you all some numbers. Heather and I were talking about uh, during the, uh, our prepping for the show, numbers that we want, We think that you should be aware of the number of Jewish individuals who've been killed uh, from the uh, the Holocaust up until now. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. We'll be back after this commercial break. Thank you.
2: America Out Loud. News. Liberty and justice for all. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order.
3: Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement and And check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let nurses out loud hear how your health has improved.
0: And we're back for the last half of the show. And we were talking about the, the second half enablers, people who are allowing this to happen, or they're standing by and allowing it to happen, this hate toward the Jewish community and not speaking out the way they should. Where's Barack Obama? Where's Michelle Obama? Where is Bill Clinton? I know that Hillary Clinton has said that this is wrong, but the i mean full onslaught denial that has taken place. It's so pervasive in the country, it's scary. And you see people that go out and will protest and will say, you know, from the river to the sea, we will be free, and all these other things that are completely racist. And people don't want to identify it. And as I was saying during the first block of the show, this happened. This is the undercurrent of this has always been taking place. Then with the murder of George Floyd, which is Unfortunate, but George Floyd was a bad man. But what happened to him should not have happened. But with that murder taking place and then the lockdown, the liberals were able to pump in a narrative and change the script to make black people think that they're after you, they being the evil white man. They're coming after you. They're going to do all these bad things to you. And this is what we've got to do. And now they have just lumped so many other things in with that. Everything is racist. Everything is prejudice. You know, these are the good people. These are the bad people. And we have to be careful. And clearly call out what they're doing and saying. And now we see that even on our college campuses, this indoctrination has manifested itself so that it has taken control of a lot of our elite universities. Now, to be clear, there are students that are on the university that want to learn, that are sincere. There are even some college professors that are sincere, but they're afraid to speak out because they're afraid of the mob. Look at what happened to the Supreme Court justices when the mob, the left, sent the mob after them, and you had the Department of Justice on Merrick Garland refusing to give these justices protection. And the law says that if you Intimidate, threaten, harass, try to change, a, get a justice to change your opinion through these tactics, you go to jail. But look at who's not upholding the law. So you have people who see this, and they're affra- but they're afraid to say anything because they're afraid for their livelihood. They're afraid for their family. I can't say that I don't blame them, but I would like to think that I would stand up. There are always a few good men and women who will stand up and who will call this out and say, this is wrong. Even if they're going to come after me, this is wrong and this can't continue. We need those few good men and women to stand up. Now, as I mentioned, we're going to give you some numbers so that you could see the devastation that took place in the past now, and will get even worse if we don't stand up and realize that Jewish lives matter, and the hate that is being put on this group is wrong. Heather, what numbers can you share with us?
1: Well, I just read that at the FBI director Christopher Ray said that the reality is the Jewish community is uniquely targeted by pretty much every terrorist organization across the spectrum. Jews are 2.4% 2. 2. of the population, and in 2023, 66 0% of the hate crimes were directed at Jews. Um, uh, I think that's of the religious hate crimes because Black people were, you know, there were more by the numbers, more hate crimes directed against Black people. And then next were Jews, you know. And we hear a lot about Islamophobia. And I'm not saying there is none, you know, there have been some Muslim people targeted, but actually fewer than blacks and Jews in term, by the numbers, according to the FBI. And this goes back decades, you know, in terms of who tends to be the actual victims of hate crimes in America. Um, so you have, you have, yeah, since October 7th alone, there's a 66 percent jump in hate crimes um, with the overwhelming majority targeting Jewish people. So it's, it's bizarre. It's like even in the immediate aftermath of Israelis getting attacked in such a violent, horrible, intentionally cruel way, you saw an immediate rise in hate crimes against Jews. So, I mean, I don't know what to say, Rob. I mean, maybe there's some victim blaming, some Stockholm syndrome, some twisted psychological things going on there. And you asked me about the Holocaust, the numbers of Jews who died in the Holocaust. At, at present, the, the, the estimate is 7.5 million. You know, it's a, it's a strange, well, it's an, I guess the, the number 6 million has become so embedded. But there's been research in recent years by it was spearheaded by a Catholic priest whose name, I believe, is Patrick Desbois, Desbois. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he was interested in the fate of his grandfather, who was uh, murdered by the Nazis. And he began um, a lot of research and they've they've found uh, one and a half million bodies uh, in Ukraine and Russia. They can't be entirely exhumed, but they've been able to look with special instruments to see these ma- truly mass graves. You know, we hear a lot of reports, you know, in the modern world of mass graves. But I, these were like actual real mass graves with, you know, overall many, many thousands of people, millions in total, all through Ukraine and Russia. So now the number is estimated at seven and a half million
0: Jews killed in World War II. Why can't we just stand up and call this out? Why are people so afraid? Why is why does this hate exist? Is it because of the unknown?
1: Well, I think some of it. I don't know. I had uh, an ex-boyfriend who, you know, is not Jewish, and I remember talking to him about it. And he told me he thought a lot of it was based in jealousy. I mean that's one theory that because Jewish people and I'm I'm generalizing here. Of course, we know not all Jewish people are successful. You know, some Jewish people are poor, especially Holocaust survivors. Many of them are poor, uh, in part because maybe largely because everything was taken from them. But anyway, I think one thing that tends to be true is that Jewish people in different countries, and this even was true in Africa of the Ethiopian Jews, because they follow the Torah very closely, which says you have to work six days a week. You know, it's a long work week, a lot of rules. It's a strict religion. And if you actually follow it, it means you're going to be working hard and living clean. And I think, you know, the, the reality is when people do that, they tend to do a little better financially, um, you know, maybe in other ways. And, and this is just my take, but I think that, overall you see this whether you know in different countries in Europe and in, uh, Jews in America even you know in all around the world did the African Jews did a little better and that's one of the reasons they were subject to so much bigotry there because they had a little more you know Be- and I think it's because they followed the, the, the Torah which tells you to work very hard. I mean that's like the centerpiece of the religion, you know. So, you know, if you're working six days a week and you're following the rules and you're getting an education and you're, you know, very self-disciplined about your life, you know, I mean, that's, we know that's no guarantee, right? But you're probably going to wind up a little more successful than the guy who didn't do that. And I think that's part of it. I think a lot of people are not following a religion like that and whatever. I mean, people are free to make their own choices, but I think some, some of this is maybe resentment at the person who's more successful without realizing, well, hey, you know, maybe the reason he's more successful is because he's working harder. He's more disciplined and his habits are helping him to succeed a little better. And maybe I should try that, you know, but people don't want to do that. They want to blame the other guy. You know, there's so always I- a
0: blame game. There's always a blame game because the highest wage earners here in the United States are Asians. Okay, followed by whites and then blacks, they, you know, fall some distance behind. And it just goes to, again, what people are being told. You have these liberals that want black people to believe that they're oppressed. We want to give you everything because people don't like you. You don't have to come up. You don't have to do much. We'll just give to you. Like I said, this new DEI, just letting people in because of this grace of their, the color of their skin as opposed to their qualifications and what they're doing. And there are people, there are Blacks, there are many Blacks that are successful, but they're not chosen for these jobs. They give the jobs to those individuals who aren't. You look, We learned the other day that there was a, the Facebook diversity and equity queen has pleaded guilty for bilking them out of millions. And, this, and we, will, we probably hear more of this. And you know why? Because she felt that, hey, I'm going to come in and I'm going to tell them what they're doing wrong. And they probably hired her just to keep people, to keep the heat off of them only to find out that she wasn't qualified. And we see that across the board. So maybe that's it. Maybe they're jealous because, okay, these people work hard and they have more, but you're in America. And you should be able to work hard and that is a reason why so many people are coming to the country illegally because they know if I can come to America, if I work, if I work hard, I can succeed, but then you're telling other people that you can't, and then the people who are succeeding, you want to hate them. You look at a lot of black people who are successful, the school, Mm -hmm. school of hard knocks, they kick their butts.
1: Yeah, a lot of them
0: are hated too. They're hated. I look at myself because I don't ascribe to the the liberal ideology. It's like, oh well, we don't like him. He's an mm-hmm. Uncle Tom. He's mm-hmm. not good. But then you'll take someone else who's, Oh, well, I can't do this and I need you gotta help me because I'm black and okay, let's help this person out. The Democrats have destroyed they're destroying our culture. They're creating a narrative that's extremely dangerous. And we are where we are today because of that narrative, because of what they were saying. And it's now backfiring on them. They wanted to use a whole Jewish floor to have whole black people thinking, oh, they're against you. And you know what, Heather, I was thinking about this when I was coming up with the topic for tonight, the hate for Jews and Jewish lives matter. And you look back at the civil rights movement. Who marched side by side by Dr. Martin Luther King? Many Jewish rabbis, many of the, in the Jewish community. Walked side by side because they were aware of the struggle. They knew what was happening. They remember what happened with the Holocaust. Walked side by side. But yet still you'll have some people that say, oh, but Jewish people, they're bad. And they were the ones who had the slave ships. Okay, that was a long time ago. And there were other people who and had the slave ships. not
1: Jewish people any more than any other people. That's, exactly. That's a but see I the, mean, but... most Jewish Americans weren't even here in this country when that happened.
0: But I yet, mean, still, Heather.
1: Americans in the late 19th century and early 20th century to America. So that doesn't even make any sense. I mean, most of the slave ships sailed in the 1600s, 1700s. I mean.
0: But that's the narrative. That is a narrative so, that the left have created. They have created this narrative so, so that people will believe so, it that's, as that's, opposed to looking at it. It is. But that's the narrative. I mean, that's they will keep, diagnose, and the narrative keeps growing.
1: I mean, they were not disproportionately represented among slaveholders.
0: But the thing is, is that when you can find a group of people and you can put the blame on them and there is no people doing their research, ignorant it is, but people like, well, this fits the narrative. So I'm going to go with this as opposed to saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Let's look at the timeline. But they always have to find someone to say, this person is the bad guy and we're the good guy. So you should listen to us.
1: And you know, and the, the actuality, sad they're that, the bad
0: guys. I was, go ahead, Heather.
1: In, in addition to being unfair and unethical, it's not going to help them succeed. That's my
0: point about the
1: Palestinians. Why, you know, why are they in the same place now that they were 80 years ago?
0: The same because, thing I would say, but Heather, let me say this before you go to your next thought. Yeah. The same thing I would say about Blacks. They have voted for Democrats since the beginning, since the days of marching on Washington almost 50-something years ago. And yet still they're telling them, you will overcome, keep supporting us, keep voting for us, and we will help you. They would make black people think that they're at the same position that they were back during the 1930s and the 1920s. And we have come so far away from that. But the Democrats want them to think that you're still there and there's all this racism and all these people hate you. But yet still you have people coming through at the border because they're saying, no, I can make it. These aren't white people. These are people of color that are saying no. Let me come here. They're Africans that are coming here. They're not coming here just to taste some of that racism. They're coming because they know if I get here, if I work hard, I can succeed. I have heard so many people tell that story. But then you have the left with their narrative is that no, these people are bad, and that is a reason why they want to uh, people to constantly think that no, what Israel is doing, they're bad. If Israel wanted to clean the entire area in the Middle East of these uh, radical terrorists. They could have done it day one, but they're being methodical because they are concerned with lies. They want to protect people. So while you have all these other folks that are saying, oh, the Jewish people, they're killed, no, they're not. They could have already done that if they wanted to, but they're being methodical. They're being careful because they are concerned with life while others aren't. And that's what we need to realize and come to terms with. And all of this other narrative that the left is pushing, that's just it, it's a narrative to keep us divided, to keep us hating each other, as opposed to standing together.
1: Keep them in office.
0: And to keep them in office. And them in office. Right, they and that's don't. what some of them are saying, you know, they're Joe, they're if you don't out. do it our they're way, ways. we're gonna vote you out.
1: Right. They've all got plenty of money and career opportunities. You know, these politicians, they've, they've made it big on public service. Right. Look at Hunter Biden, somebody, a drug addict who wouldn't have ever gotten, you know, could barely get himself out of bed. Somehow he's got 20 million dollars. I mean, these people... <laughs> man, they've got a deal, they've got a racket, and they keep telling everybody else, you know, you can't make it, the world's against you, keep keep electing us, we'll send you a check, a paltry little check, and nothing's going to change in those people's lives because they're full of negativity that's been fed to them by the Democrats who are doing quite well, the Democratic establishment, I mean. So it's very, it's very tragic, Rob. It's, negativity is uh, a very, very negative thing. Uh, you know It's something to be guarded against if you want to succeed in life.
0: I agree. Well, we're coming to the end of After Dark with Rob and Andrew, and I'm glad you guys uh, tuned in tonight. And as I said with our topic, opening topic, the hate for Jews, Jewish lives matter. All lives matter. And we don't want to forget history, Because if you forget history, you're doomed to repeat it. So it's time to wake up and realize that a lot of this rhetoric that's coming from the left is designed to keep us separated, It's designed to keep us at each other's throat, hating each other, as opposed to working together, because we're all part of the human race. And we need to be respectful of life and respectful for every group, no matter which side of the aisle they're on. So in conclusion, I will say, as I've been saying for the past couple of nights, God bless America, God bless the Jewish community, God bless the world. Thank you and good night, and we'll see you again on After Dark with and Andrew on the America Out Loud podcast.